I don't know if y'all can if y'all caught that first meow from from Bagheera. It was very um guttural. <laughs> um but I think he's he's setting the tone. He's setting the tone for this particular podcast. Uh, it's it's the start of that that winter that winter fucking voice. You know what I'm talking about? Like you just wake up congested, right? And then it just dissipates throughout the day. And then it just comes back early in the morning. So uh, that's that's if y'all are wondering what's happening with my with my voice. It's that we're we're here early in the morning talking on a podcast when it is not, unfortunately, 90 degrees outside. It's like, ugh, I think like 50, 47, ugh. But you know what? It's December, which weather-wise, weather, right? Not great, but it is Sag season. And I always feel the most pivotal time for me. Because maybe I'm a Sagittarian, maybe that has to do with it. But anyways, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and just infuse this podcast with that kind of energy. Let's get started. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Sridhar. And what we do on this podcast is we talk about three things. And three things that typically have to do with food and or drink or the industry at large. Or things that have to do with just being a creative in 2023. Okay. Thing one, let's go. Thing one, thing one, essentially, I I wanted to kind of start ease ourselves into this podcast because it started to get a little heavy on, on, on thing two and thing three in very different ways. But I, I was like, okay, (laughs) let's restructure for a second. Um, Thing one, I want to talk about how y'all are holidaying. We kind of started having this discussion, uh, maybe, was it a couple podcasts ago or so? Uh, it might have just been the last one. It's just this this week has felt like literally 100 years to me. Um, but I wanted to sort of talk about everybody's cheese boards because I do feel in December, we we don't talk about it as a culture, but in December, I feel like we should all sort of holiday, quote unquote, with accoutrements, right? It just make your life easier. And and we already do it with like Christmas cookies and confections. And and tamales too, right? Like you make a batch of of all of these things and you sort of then have it at the ready, which is smart, right? You don't want to like, who is the lunatic that is like, uh, if you're, I'm saying if you're not a bakery, but who is the lunatic if you're just like out here celebrating the holidays and every week you're having to make a new batch of toffee or bark or brittle or whatever. I, I didn't grow up with bark or brittle. So like, I technically maybe don't know the difference. Um, Man, that whisper sounded like shit. 
But, you know, I know that it's like it, people people basically make make all their mixes and and cookies and, and popcorn that tastes like caramel and all that stuff in batches. And what I would like to tell you is on the savory side, when you need to put something out, when you need to basically just gear up like really sort of brace yourself for parties, right? Holiday parties. Maybe you're hosting them. Maybe you're bringing something. I would like for everyone to just take down their emotions like two notches down and get into making accoutrements for your cheese boards ahead of time. What I'm talking about is this, right? Just the same way that you are sort of thinking about what you need to make for December to work for you. <clears throat> In all the different kinds of traditions, personal traditions you have, you have built up. Alongside it, alongside it, also, also remember, everyone's cheese board should be spicy. If, if your cheese board doesn't have spice, I'm, I'm sorry, it's trash. Okay, cheese boards, cheese is begging for a little spice. That, that's just my, uh, I'll, I'll die on that hill. But I would say that in this particular time, go ahead and make a batch. Like I make a big batch of 40 chili oil and I do like two, in, two th- or three different kinds of 40 chili oil. But whatever chili oil you want to make, or if you want to make a batch of pickles or you want to make, Essentially things that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg, but just make big batches of. So that way your budget is going towards cheese. Cheese is always going to be expensive, right? And it should be. Like, it's just, that's just how that cookie crumbles or how that cheese crumbles. I'm going to move on. Um, But (laughs) that's, that's going to be the expensive part of your board, right? And yeah, if you want to get into the caviar and the rose and, you know, honestly, it's tinned fish these days. I saw, I saw the same tinned fish. I saw the same container of tinned fish that I buy every week. And by the way, it's, it's inflation. It's not, it's, no one is, no one is, this is not a fat cat situation as is nothing in food. Um, that same tinned fish in the summertime was $9 today, like yesterday I saw it, $15, $15, that's a $6 within months, okay, Um, so yeah, I think I'm also going to do another sort of tinned fish centric uh, little pod, because I've, I've got an updated version for the holidays, I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can sort of make amazing, gorgeous boards happen on a certain amount of budget, which is very difficult, but I think can be done. And honestly, is done with a ton of um, desi infused snacks. I'm not going to lie. That's neither here nor there. That's, an, that's another project in the works. But yeah, make your accoutrements, make your savory moments so that way you can say, I've got this amount of dollars to go towards the cheese. And whatever that looks like, 
if that means smaller slices of cheese, but still at that same quality, whatever it is to make that board happen, then it just it just sort of alleviates the stress. I just feel like everyone I talk to during the holidays, everyone's stress level, everyone's sort of, um, I guess, temperature that they take things is is from zero to 60, 60 quickly. And I think there's just certain things we can just like take off the board, which I know is like simple things, right? No one is like, ugh, she's stressed over a cheese board. <laughs> but you're stressed over real shit is what I'm saying. You're stressed over end of year shit. You're stressed over, okay, what was the revenue? What was Q4 like? Uh, what What does the first of the year look like? There's all kinds of like, oh my God. It's like just all kinds of stress happening. And I don't think that's going to go away. And honestly, I can't help you on that. What I can help you on is making really dope things, right? At, a, at an economic level or figuring out how you're going to manage your time as you have to get all your other things done, as you got to fill out your forms, as you got to make sure you can travel, as you got to make sure you can, you know, have the money for presents and, you know, you're hosting a party. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right? So I th- just, just give yourself a break, number one. And number two, I'm, I, I mean it. Go visit your local Daisy store wherever you live. Get yourself some South Indian pickles, some urga. Get yourself some fermented chips that you can fry. Get yourself all kinds of little condiments. Okay? Go go on this substack. Go check out the Bordy Chili Oil newsletter. Go check out... I, there's there's going to be another newsletter that drops that I'm really excited. That's going to be my sort of... Um, a little bit of a... a it's not a tin fish cheat, but it's, um, what if you want something that does like enact the, the sort of meaty component that you need for your boards. So without, without, without having to spend that amount of money, that's a tease. Anyways, you're not going to be able to mitigate your stress on the big things, mitigate your stress on this stuff. Because even though this is the stuff I talk about, is not as important as the big things. So just get that shit on lock. Also take a deep breath. And just remember, thankfully, the holidays, December 31st, we're out of here. Okay, let's get to section two. Thing two. Okay, thing two. Thing two, I'm going to try really hard. To, to, to keep it under a certain time limit. Um, like I mentioned, it's, it's official. December, Sag season, okay? Sagittarius season. And it's a great time to sort of like get in to what makes you excited creatively, what you want to manifest. It's heavy, heavy on that energy. You know, and what comes with that is also a lot of assessing 
and sort of figuring out what works, what doesn't work. It's, it's just like the, a good time to sort of look back, reflect, be a little bit of a philosopher, and at the same time, maybe, maybe start to map out, right? Map out 2024. And the thing that I did, because I started to assess my year, and there were things that really worked, and there were some things that didn't work, right? And, and that just, that's just life. But also, it made me sort of think about what, as a creative, right? I, I, I think a lot of times people assume when you are a creative that you're just this sort of artist that just sort of floats through and like inspiration sort of strikes you when you can. And, and yeah, you can do that. But you can't make a career out of that. You have to be able to sort of hone that in. And so when I was assessing my year, the thing that I realized, the thing that I realized that was the most important and the most, and, and really the sort of uh, unifier, unifier in the thing that was lacking when things didn't work out, which was surprise, surprise, was structure. Which, like I said, people don't like to assume creatives crave that. I used to be one of those people. And let me tell you, as soon as I decided that shit was trash, uh, it was a game changer. I think, though, what I'm excited about, whatever I'm doing in 2024, the things that I'm, I'm setting out, um, not only am I embracing structure because this year I definitely did, but I would challenge myself and you, collabor- you know, fellow collaborators out there, fellow creatives out there that listen to this podcast, I would like everyone to sort of not just embrace the structure for themselves, but let that be known in whatever um, teamwork you've got out there. Because here's the thing, creativity does happen because of time spent together, you know, it's flowy, it's all of those things, you're right. But I think when you don't know the shape of the thing you're doing, and I'm not saying you need to know all of the, all of the details. I'm saying the shape, the goal. If that is not completely reiterated, and if you feel like that thing doesn't have a reason from the beginning, then, then it's rudderless. Then that is where I think especially for me this year, that's where conflict lies. And it really was one of those life lessons where I had to be like, oh, just because I'm embracing structure and just because I'm embracing strategy and I have a specific way of sort of making sure goals are hit for the project, right? For the project, 
I have assumed everyone else is on that same wavelength. And I'm not saying my wavelength is correct. I'm saying this is the wavelength I want to be on. So if I'm on my structure wavelength and I'm trying to do A, B, C, or D, but everyone else it doesn't have that same sort of program, oh man, that's, that's, that's discord, okay? That's discord. And listen, I am about mapping out goals. I, I, I'm not anymore in that part of my career where I'm going to do projects without everyone having a clear idea of what is the process, what is the inspiration, the motivation, the why, right? The why is really important. And, and I would say just as important as the why needs to be the when and how and what you're getting out of it. And if somebody cannot give that to you simply as you are able to voice it to yourself, that's a problem. It's a problem. And if you ask for those things, they should be able to then be able to to sort of meet you there, right? Hopefully that is assessed before. You know, and I and uh, there was a lot of assumption on my part that everything was assessed on a, on a few things this year. And the point is, assumptions, right? We all know. But yeah, this year we are reinvesting in all editorial calendars. Lots of Google Docs, man. The amount of Google Docs I got going on, I used to be like, man, this is so chaotic. I need to like let like tamp it down and I have realized that is the only thing that is keeping me like ready steady every day I, I, I remember I remember last February February 2023 I was like you have too many Google Docs and I think I had too many of the of the diff like the worst kinds of Google Docs right every Google Doc was was an idea and instead a Google Doc is uh, the execution. Maybe that's what this section is mostly about. Okay. Ideas are in your notes. Google Docs is for execution. <laughs> you start in notes, but you better end up in Google Docs is all I'm saying. Okay. And that's, that's actually how we should all sort of tackle it. Because here's the thing. It's getting harder and harder and harder for creatives out there. Everyone sees it, right? The budgets are smaller. Uh, when the asks that you have out there, people are, companies are able to look at you and go, absolutely not. Thank you so much for your time. We do not have that for you. <laughs> so when that is happening, when this is a time right now, you've got to tighten the belt as a creative and really figure it out. How are you going to get that thing you need to get? <laughs> and I'm telling you this. It's never been a more important time to start in a notes app, end in a Google Doc. And make sure everyone you are dealing with believes that too. Okay? 
that's what we're doing. 2024. All right, let's get to thing three. Thing three, it's, it's definitely a little lighter, but also I think I might feel just as strongly or, or actually maybe even more so with thing three. Okay. There is, listen, I understand how hard it is to be, um, somebody who is a a South Indian person making food, you know, here uh, for the internet at large. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, oh, that's not what jaggery is. It's this. Oh, we don't make it like this. There's a lot of like that, you know, uh, out of nowhere, a regional Indian troll is going to get you. Okay. Um, And they will have never read a book, but they will be going on their own sort of family history or their own sort of idea of what it means to be an Indian, which is literally there's, there's truly all kinds of ways to be as an Indian. Um, and they will say, that's not right. This is right. So I get it. I get it. So I tried, I tried to stay away from that because I've got those triggers too. There are certain things out there when I see other Indian creatives do that I'm like, that's not right. They're, they're, I get that. I get that like, ooh, am I turning into internet troll, you know? So I, we all got to tamp it down. But I will, I've taken a few months, actually not a few months, I've taken actually a couple years on this. And um, I feel very strongly about it. And I feel strongly about it because this, this is a dish directly, the origin of it is the million, number one. But it's something that I super hate, but I also am intrigued by, right? I don't have a love for it like most Indians, which is why uh, it's very polarizing. <laughs> and that is, and you guys have heard me talk about it, that is Thayir Sadam. Thayir Sadam, um, for people wondering, is what you will also hear uh, as yogurt rice, right? Um, and nothing makes me more upset. I will, I will take curd rice over yogurt rice because at least curd rice is what our Indian restaurant forefathers put on their menu in the 1970s. Okay. I like that curd rice. It's still better than yogurt rice. And I'll tell you why I have a problem with it because Thayir Sadam, Thayir Sadam is really, um, it is yogurt, it is rice, you are right. But it's, it's, it's not just that, like, it, you could put a bowl of yogurt and then you could put rice on top of it and people would be like, that's not Thayir Sadam. I don't know what that is. That's, I guess, a meal for one uh, uh, that I will not be partaking in. Thai sadam needs to be mixed. Most of the time, it's got like a few accoutrements with it, right? You either have some urga on the side, some kichlika, uh, or you've got mixed in mustard seeds and curry leaves and, you know, a little bit of green chili. You can mix it up. A lot of Indian, uh, I would say, like food writers, influencers, 
who are not, by the way, South Indian. This is why they call it like dreamy yogurt rice or like one. I saw like yogurt rice risotto. I was about to like fall off my chair. Also, <laughs> I get it. You want to talk about it because even though uh, Thayer Sadhan started in the South, it became ubiquitous everywhere, right? It's just one of those origins where uh, everywhere in the country, people eat curd rice, dahi chawal, Thayer Sadhan. All three of those you can call it. I do need everyone to stop. And I'm talking to specifically the Indians out there writing about it or talking about it or making reels about it. No more yogurt, rice, porridge. Absolutely not. Okay? Stop it. Especially if you are not the million. Enough. Enough. No more dreamy yogurt, rice. No more uh, yogurt, rice, risotto. None of it. Absolutely not. Enough. We have to, we have to as, as the Indians that are making food for the internet. All right? There's a certain type of strange authority there. You have to start calling the thing that you're making the thing. And I'm saying this as someone who never makes the thing traditionally. Call it the thing. Let people know what the words are. Okay? People learn. I am always so impressed by like Korean food influencers, for instance, who will make sure that whatever dish they're making, they will have it as the traditional title because that's actually the correct way to go here. People can learn. Other cultures know how to do it. For some reason, as Indians, we get really, really, really nervous. We feel like if we write Thayr Sadam, they're not going to know and they're not going to look at our video. We got to call it yogurt rice. How will they know is what we tell ourselves. Every other culture seems to be able to do it. We need to understand that our words have meaning. Call the thing the thing. If you went to India and said, hey, Bhatti, I need some dreamy yogurt rice. I hope she gives you two tight slaps. I do. Don't call it that anymore. Enough. And by the way, I still hate it. <laughs> and I'm still making a pizza based on it. Deal with it. <laughs> That's the pod. That's the show, y'all. What's coming up? What is coming up? I do want to say next week, um, I'm really excited. Not, I guess, this week coming up. Uh, next week, not counting this week. Weekend would be next week. But the week coming up, um, I'm doing a newsletter. And and we're really going to talk about that tin fish proxy um, and sort of delve more deep into what cheese boards can be. And I made a really, really fun amount of content with my friend Alex, uh, who here in Austin, he is the cheese guy. Follow him at Fromage For You. He is 
simply one of the best. Um, and I got to make a board with him. And one of the things I made for it, I was like, ooh, this, this has some legs. So anyways, newsletter coming out soon. Um, December also means we've got the very last 2023 TTK, the Million Texan Kitchen menu is out now. Uh, and that is going to be uh, South Indian Mexican. I'm so excited about this menu. It is just a really fun one to sort of end on. And um, hope you guys can make it. And we still got tickets available for all three dates. And then uh, we're about to put up January dates for your TTK, which are going to be um, brunch dates, which are going to be really exciting. I don't know if they're out yet or not, uh, as of this podcast, but if they are, I will mention it in the notes. And last but not least, if you're looking for virtual stocking stuffers, right? If you're looking to give somebody, uh, a, a gift that's like a little bit out the box, consider a sick palette subscription podcast. You can gift them. You can get one for yourself. You can be like, okay, I'm going to get that annual subscription. So that way I know it happens every December. And we've got a lot of fun stuff happening this year with the Substack. I want to get this shit for real popping. (laughs) Okay, guys, uh, I am out of here, and I will talk to you all next week.